thanks for taking the time to check out this week's podcast. As a church family here at Hope, we've been wrestling for the month of October, the past five weeks, with some very difficult issues, some hot topics in our culture, and we've walked week by week through each one of those topics, and it has been our hope, and we believe God has answered our prayer, that our church would be more equipped to address these topics and talk about these topics as they are defenders of the faith in our culture, and that over the past five weeks, our church has taken steps in knowing what they believe, why they believe it, and that they are now ready to talk about it humbly with the people that they meet in their jobs, in their neighborhoods, uh, wherever they may be here in Las Vegas or around the world. And to wrap up uh, this podcast for this series, I've asked our lead pastor to come in, Vance Pittman, and talk a little bit uh, kind of about the past weekend, but also just an overview of the series. And Vance, before we jump into the meat, I got two questions for you. First question, I know you just got back last night on a plane. You travel quite a bit. You just got back from Arkansas. What was going on in Arkansas, and why did you decide to go there? Uh, in Arkansas, there's a lot going on, but I uh, was there in Arkansas yesterday speaking. Uh, our, our denomination is is geographically um, associated, and so we had a uh, a meeting there that was for all the churches in our denomination there in the state of Arkansas. Uh, about 1,000, 1,200 different pastors and church leaders were there, and I was invited to come and speak to that convention, which I get an opportunity to do quite frequently to go and speak into the lives of leaders like that about exactly some of the things that are happening here in Las Vegas and the way God's raised up a church that's really connected into his activity in the world. And so I went yesterday to really challenge the churches there in Arkansas and those pastors and leaders to think about the fact that that the kingdom of God is bigger than just a church. It's bigger than just their situation, their city, their state. And to see them engage in God's big picture of what God is doing all over the world. So that's what I was doing yesterday and had a, a great time doing that. Cool, man. What a neat opportunity. Another question I want to get your thoughts on. Uh, I'm sure you've heard. You probably didn't see it, but uh, what are your thoughts about the new World Series champions? Oh, that's a low blow, man. <laughs> to ask me that on a church podcast. Uh, I am a passionate uh, fan of the Atlanta Braves and the Boston Red Sox, so I have absolutely no comment. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm excited for the Yankees. Uh, Andy Pettit and Mariano Rivera actually love Jesus Christ passionately. They're about to go on a mission trip in about 30 days with a very good friend of mine in Florida, uh, reaching into the Dominican Republic, sharing the gospel. Joe Girardi loves the Lord. So a lot of good people on that team. I just wish they'd lost. But. <laughs> well, thank you for your wisdom on that. Uh, this weekend, our topic was... Church and government, are they separate? And Vance, for you, you know, you were the one navigating our church through this topic. Uh, kind of going into the weekend, what was your thoughts as you're able to study? What were you excited about? You know, when you teach, there's that portion in the message sometimes you're just super passionate about. Right. Uh, for you, what was that uh, this weekend? Well, let me answer it in two ways, Travis. First of all, going into the weekend, I was very excited about the way God had had crafted uh, the message. One of the one of the things about the Sizzle series that I loved a lot, you know, at Hope we use a team teaching approach uh, where we kind of share you and I and Pastor Mike share the teaching and preaching responsibilities here. Uh, but this series to me really helped us take that to the next level, and so we we really did a lot of team study in each of these messages we all own together. Uh, even though different ones of us were communicating it, it was really a message from our team. And going into the weekend, the message that God had really birthed in the hearts of our team was not typical for this topic in a uh, in an evangelical conservative church like Hope. 
Um, typically, in, in a message like this, it would be one of those where you come in on the stump of the religious right and, and really major on some of those things. And the way God had really shaped and wired our hearts going into the weekend was to really deal with our own heart. Uh, as people of God, one of the things that, uh, that, that, well, the thing that differentiates us from the rest of the world is the life of Christ in us. And that shouldn't just be seen on Sundays at church. Shouldn't just be seen in our homes. It shouldn't just be seen at the office. It should be manifest in every aspect of our lives. And for whatever reason, the Christian community has taken the political realm, and oftentimes, in, in our relationship to and support of, and and often resistance against uh, our government, uh, we take a very unChrist-like approach, and we excuse it because of the issues that are at stake. And there, there, there's no denying the fact that they are serious issues at stake, but we can handle serious issues still with the compassion and heart and character of Christ as we allow Christ to manifest his life in and through us. And I really felt like this weekend's talk did that. It really articulated the heartbeat of Christ as we live out our civic responsibility as citizens in the United States of America, which with all its faults is still the greatest country on the face of the earth. The freedoms that we enjoy, the opportunities to expand the gospel. But but to be able to to come at that from a perspective that really is not a message that says, look at all the things our government's doing wrong, or look at all the ways our society is crumbling, but to say, man, as we engage in the process, let's examine our own heart. Before we point fingers, should we look in our own lives and see, man, is my heart right? Do I have the right priorities and values as I do engage in the process? And so going into the weekend, I really felt like it was going to be somewhat of a a sidestep for our people. I think some came in expecting this whole message on how our government was founded in Christian principles, and so we ought to be a Christian-run nation and Christian this and Christian that. But really, for me, it was an opportunity to address the real heart of the issue, which is our lifestyle and our heart and characters we engage in the process. So going into the weekend, I was very excited about that. Coming out of the weekend, uh, I was very excited about the response of our people. Um, Man, I was overwhelmed. And to be honest, of all the topics, this was the one I didn't really know what the response would be like. I I didn't really have going in a feeling for, because, you know, you and I talked about it, Travis. There was not that wow piece of this particular talk that that, that I thought people were going to walk away with. So I didn't know how people would take it. And, man, I've gotten calls. I've gotten emails. People have come by. People stopped me on the weekend uh, and just talked about how it really was a heart check for them and how I even got an email <coughs> this week from someone who said, you know, my husband and I are sitting around the breakfast table. Normally we're sitting around the table criticizing and complaining, and this week we found ourselves praying, mm-hmm. you know, for our government leaders. Um, man, if we could see that happen in our country, um, somebody else, uh, uh, they invited me to dinner this week. I went to dinner with them, and at dinner they said, you know, the thing that was just so powerful for me is after hearing all that, then to stop and take time Sunday morning as a whole church and just pray by name for government leaders and offices and leaders in our, our cities and our state it was just so moving for people to really do that corporately. Um, and, and I hope so coming out of the weekend, I was super excited about really what I felt like was, was in some ways a repentant heart of our church to say, man, we want to be involved. But at the same time, we want to be involved in the right way, in the right spirit, the right right words, 
Uh, so that was super exciting for me. Sure. A couple of things you just said I think are very, very significant. Uh, you mentioned that kind of going into the weekend, we really didn't have that, that wow factor in terms of this message. But coming out, we just see, as God did every week in this series, he just used it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> For whatever reason, not because we're smart enough or strategic enough. He did. He just chose to use it. And who are we to say, you know, there's no wow? I mean, when when God's Word is opened and, and, and the Word of God is, is spoken, man, there's wow factor. Sure. And sometimes I think I just begin to look at things as a communicator and as a creative thinker, and, and we're trying to look for those pieces I mean, sometimes just the pure simplicity of the life of Christ being manifest in our lives, it just is so humbling. Uh, and they're just, to me, this weekend, there was just in every service uh, a real sense of awe and, and humility as people were just captivated by the heart of Christ manifesting itself in, in civic responsibility. Sure, and I think another piece you just talked about and, and hit this weekend as well was just the whole thing that we forget about. It's in our DNA, but we forget about it here at Hope a lot, and that's just what's going on all over the world. Yeah. That that even though there's a lot of struggles, a lot of disagreements, we have it really, really well. Absolutely. That we can go into a public high school and have worship services and open the Word of God and teach. Uh, and so I thought that was something that was very significant for me personally. Absolutely. But also healthy because it, it's us you know we have a team right now right that is overseas and investing into pastors and leaders uh, on the other side of the world because that's what we believe in that's right um so i thought that was that was well awesome. and we forget you know there man there are places in the world we even send mission teams to places in the world where they have to email back in code they can't even use language in scripture because it's so sensitive and so dangerous for the nationals on the field that that even our emails have to be in somewhat of a coded language to be able to to communicate. And we just know nothing of that sure. in America with all of the difficulties. And, and there's no, I mean, our government's not perfect. Our society has a lot of flaws. But with all of its flaws, it's still the place in the world where there is freedom for the gospel. There's freedom to worship. There's freedom to engage in God's activity all over the world. And so for that, we need to be very grateful. Sure. Uh, this weekend when you were talking about our response to government and how the Bible speaks to that more so than it even does a biblical form of government, you talked about four things, four yeah. ways that we're a part of that. You talked about praying for our government, honoring, submitting, and then you talked about influence. Yeah. What are some things that maybe you didn't talk about or that you would just like to reemphasize in terms of how do we, how do we engage, how do we influence, how do we participate? What does that look like in your mind? Yeah, well, there's a lot of ways we could talk about uh, when you talk about our ability to get involved and be influencers and participating. Uh, you know, we even, Travis, you and I bounced around the idea of which word do we use, and influence, participate, contribute. Um, and really, it's it's somewhat all of those things combined. <clears throat> but one of the things I would I would probably want to highlight now is is just one of the great freedoms we enjoy in America is the freedom to vote. Mm-hmm. We have the opportunity to go to the polls. It just happened this week. Uh, this week there was an opportunity to go to the polls and and to use those opportunities to go to the polls and to exercise those freedoms and vote to to use that that right that we have as citizens in our country to to cast our ballot um and and Christians should take more responsibility for that. I think a lot of times in elections we wind up with the leaders that we really deserve mm-hmm. um and and a big part of that is because often people that have the right values maybe don't don't even go to the polls and don't participate in the process. 
So as Christians, I would say one of the main things we need to do is we need to we need to exercise our rights as American citizens to vote. But in voting, we have to do what I said this weekend. We have to be mindful that when I go into a voting booth, I am not first nor foremost a Democrat or Republican or an Independent. I'm first and foremost a Christian. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, my values should not be driven by the winds of a political party platform, but my value, my, my voting should be driven by the values of God's Word. And where that aligns with a political party that maybe I'm affiliated with, then I can vote that way. But where it doesn't, then, man, I need to vote a different way. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ someday, and I need to, with my life, have represented my ultimate citizenship, which is in heaven. And so voting's a huge part of that. But beyond that, even on a local level, there's so many ways to volunteer, to get involved, to to be that salt and light principle. Um, you know, light exposes darkness. Um, and, and sometimes from the political arena, that's what we're good at. We like to be light and expose the darkness. But salt's different. Salt creates a thirst. Uh, salt creates that craving for more. That's why, you know, salty food, you kind of get a craving for it. Well, that's one of the things salt does is it creates that, that, that hunger and that thirst. And so not only in the political arena should we be involved as light, exposing darkness, but, man, we need to be salt. We need to be out there living our lives in such a way that even in the realms of government, civic responsibility, and political parties, that, man, our lives and the way we demonstrate our lives are creating a hunger and a thirst for the things of God and who God is. Uh, so those are some of the ways I would say, you know, we need to definitely be influenced. And there's, I mean, obviously lots of different ways, but those are some of the ones I would highlight. Yeah, well, I think you highlight a principle that we teach all the time at Hope, and that is that values drive our decisions and decisions shape our lives. Yeah. And as we do engage with our government and respond to government, whatever that might That's be, right. we have to remember our primary calling in life That's right. is to an intimate love relationship with God. That's right. And that should drive what we do. Well, Vance, this is a series that we've never done before. You know, We've never opened up to our church to say, what do you want to hear addressed from a biblical perspective? And we go through all the processes of entries and having people vote and deciding which ones, which weeks. I'd love to just get your overall evaluation of the Sizzle series, uh, just talking from, you know, from your perspective. What was great? What were some cool things? Just maybe a little evaluation of the series. Well, for me personally, it exceeded my expectations uh, overall. Um, because, you know, we, we, I guess, went on when it was. It was about a year ago, I guess, that we as a team first sat down and kind of came up with the idea of, hey, let's ask our people. Um, and it sounded like a good idea to us, but you don't ever know how that stuff's going to go off, you know. Sometimes what sounds like a good idea to you, you it, it falls like a lead balloon. Uh, and, you know, living the life of a communicator, you know that well. We, sometimes stuff comes out right, sometimes it doesn't. And so we didn't know how it was going to be taken. And before we even started Sizzle, the buzz was so big. I mean, I had people coming in every week. They couldn't wait for it to get here. The response of our people to the services, uh, you know, we, we kind of stretched the envelope. We normally teach and preach 30 to 40 minutes at Hope. During this series, it was 45 to 55, and I think sometimes even right at an hour uh, that we taught, and we'll, we'll leave unnamed who the hour was. But, but we, we talked, and, and, and we, we preached and taught God's Word, and I never heard one, nobody said, hey, that was too long. I mean, if the, the opposite, and now probably since I'm saying this, I'll hear it now, but the opposite I heard was, 
man, I wish we taught that long all the time. Mm. Uh, my own daughter, 16-year-old daughter, came. She said, Dad, all my friends are saying, man, we wish we taught that long every weekend. And that's, that's the teenagers in our church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the response was, was overwhelming. It far exceeded my expectations. It was super challenging uh, from a pastoral team perspective. Um, as we met together, uh, these topics, um, man, you just look at them. They were overwhelming topics. And to try to bite those off, we could have done a five-week series on each of the topics. Mm-hmm. And to try to bite each of those off in one weekend um, and do them justice was a challenge. The study was overwhelming. Uh, we poured in hours and hours and hours and hours of study into each of these research and uh, so grateful to those that <coughs> even helped us in that process. Uh, but, um, man, the, the the worthwhile nature of the series, the way God used it to speak into people's lives, the people that have come to Christ, we probably had somewhere in the ballpark of 25 to 40 people that came okay. to Christ through the series. Um, and the way that it really did accomplish the objective from the very beginning to help us know what we believe, why we believe it, and be able to humbly communicate that with other people. I think the people of hope are better equipped today to have those conversations than we were five weeks ago. I know personally I am. I'm better equipped today to have those conversations than I was five weeks ago. Uh, And so I think we've taken a step towards that. Obviously, we didn't answer all the questions, uh, but we've taken a huge step in that arena and hopefully inspired people to dig deeper on their own and to study more on their own and, and grow in their own personal convictions in some of these areas. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'll just go on record with Hannah and saying I didn't mind the week she taught an hour. <laughs> Thank you very much, Travis. We were going to leave that unnamed. <laughs> uh, well, Vance, we still have about a couple months here in 2009. Where are we headed in terms of our teaching material? What are we going to be looking at before we move into the new year? Just kind of a, a preview of what's to come. Awesome. Well, you know, at Hope, we typically are studying straight through books of the Bible, uh, but we do take some time. We drop in some series like we've just done, a a topical series. And so we just finished a year-long study through the book of Philippians. And uh, so we're going to address a couple of series before we jump back into a a, a verse-by-verse book study. Uh, We just did the one on Sizzle. This weekend, we begin a new series simply called The Gospel, Share the Message. And it's built around that theme that we live in a world of messaging. You know, instant messaging, text messaging, emails, all the messages in our lives. But there's one message that supersedes them all, and it's the message of the gospel. The good news that Jesus Christ died for our sins, rose again from the dead, and God, through His sacrifice, has invited us into relationship with Himself that we could know Him and experience life as He intended it to be. And and so the opportunity to share the gospel is the great calling on the life of every believer. Every child of God at some point heard that message. Somebody shared Christ with us, and now we have the opportunity to share that message with others. So we're going to take a month and really look at ways through our personal story of salvation, how we came to know Christ, through our relationships with others, through our acts of service, both the the, the message of the gospel and the opportunity and the call that we have to share it. So we're going to do that in the month of November. Then into December, there's a big event in our culture coming out in about a week and a half. A week and a half, there's a big movie coming out called 2012. Uh, 2012 is a movie that is one of those predicting the end of the world type movies. 
It's based on the principle of the Mayan calendar that was that was designed by the Mayans thousands of years ago. But now, uh, it, it, when that calendar was designed, it, it had an end date for whatever reason, December twenty first, two thousand and twelve. So there's this buzz now that the world is coming to an end in 2012. Um, is the world coming to an end in 2012? I don't know. Here's what I do know. The world is one day coming to an end. If not 2012, at some point in time, the world's coming to an end. Things as we know them will not always be the way we know them to be. Every person will spend eternity somewhere. So we're going to take three weeks, the 1st of December, and we're going to, to answer some difficult questions about end-time events uh, and about the world coming to an end and what that looks like. And so we're going to be doing that in the month of December. I'm very excited about that as an opportunity to share Christ in our culture right where our culture is living right now as they, they, they see this movie. And I'm sure the news media is going to pick up on it even more and kind of play it up as the movie comes out. So we're going to be doing that, and then first of the year we'll be jumping back into more of a verse-by-verse study through the uh, book of the Bible. Sure. One thing I'm super excited about is with two huge kind of open doors, if you will, in December with the the movie and all that coming out, and then also our Christmas Eve service. Absolutely. You know, that's one reason that this November series is so important Yeah. because you can directly apply what we're going to talk about in November into the opportunities coming up in December. Absolutely. So I'm really excited about that. And about Christmas that Eve is going to be very exciting because for the first time in three years, we have space. Uh, it's been three years since we've been able to do an, a mailer for Christmas Eve because we didn't have the space to seat people. But this year, you can invite your friends, your family, your coworkers, your neighbors, and there'll be seats to be able to share the love of Jesus Christ with a hurting city and a hurting world. Sure, and you'll be getting lots of information about those series in the upcoming weeks, so just stay tuned. Uh, well, Vance, if you would, uh, just pray for us and pray, you know, in whatever way you want to thank God for what He's done in October. Absolutely. As well as pray towards the future and what, what else is to come for us in 2009. Awesome, man. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for, uh, God, just the privilege of being involved in what you're doing. And, Lord, you have been... Uh, so alive and at work here at our church in the last five weeks through this sizzle series. And God, I thank you for everyone that was a part of the, the labor and the service to make that happen. Lord, from people setting up chairs to running sound cords to working in v, uh, VIP and Hope for Kids to those that prepared messages and preached and taught and the music. Lord, every aspect of the service. God, thank you so much for the faithfulness of your people and God, thank you for your faithfulness to speak into our lives and to shape our hearts and to conform us to the image of Christ. Thank you for the salvation of lost men and women. Lord, I pray that would continue to happen at our church. And God, I pray that we are more equipped to know what we believe and why we believe it and be ready to share that with the world around us. So God, we give you praise and thanksgiving. And now, Lord, uh, we pray for the upcoming series. God, as we look towards November and sharing the message and we look towards December and talking about end-time events and the, the end of the world. and uh, Lord, we pray for these opportunities to teach and to preach Your Word. And God, I pray for Christmas Eve as we bring friends and relatives. Lord, I pray that over the next several weeks we'd see people come to Christ. And God, I, I pray that during um, the November series that You would raise up an army of people in this city here called Hope to share Christ on a daily basis. And God, I pray that in the weeks and months to come, we would literally share the gospel with hundreds and hundreds of people all over this city, in schools, on ball fields, at Walmart, in offices, 
in our neighborhood, at the mailbox, door to door. God, that we would share the gospel, the life-changing message of Jesus. So, Lord, I pray even now for people that are listening to this podcast. Lord, I pray that today you'd bless them. Lord, I pray that you would, uh, that today would be a day that they would be drawn into deeper intimacy with you. Lord, we love you. It's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Well, thanks a lot for tuning in to this episode of Going Deeper. And if you missed any of the talks from our Sizzle series, you can get those on our website, hopebaptistchurch.com, or you can check us out on iTunes. Also want to remind you, you can follow us on Twitter at HopeChurchLV and get daily updates about what's going on here at Hope Baptist Church. I hope you'll join us this weekend for the Gospel Week 1. We'll see you this weekend. If all you've ever known is what you see Then how could you ever dream Of being free in what good is dreaming If we don't Wake up, start to